0: This is the first episode of Flux in Turnum. My name is Leo. I've been putting this off for quite some time. Not entirely certain why, but, uh, yeah. (laughs) So today, the particular topic that I wanted to go over was the procession of the equinoxes and the age of Aquarius. So procession of the equinoxes, uh, Chances are more than likely, no matter how incredulous you might feel about it, the you're aware of what the astrological calendar is, you know, if you know the different signs or houses as they are sometimes referred to, like Libra, Cancer, etc. So the procession of the equinoxes is, is the earth and its axis where it's where in the sky it's orientated at any particular time so because there are 12 astrological houses or signs or constellations the in the entirety of Earth's orbit uh, we pass through all 12 uh, naturally like yet like obviously that's where... Uh, uh, people's personal signs come from but where the axis points towards changes every now this one this bit is disputed Um, the it it could be anywhere from 2000 to uh, the highest numbers I've seen is like 2500 years right so that's how long an astrological age lasts okay so through going through all 12 houses or uh, ages, the age of uh, Pisces, Capricorn, whatever the case is, um, going through all of that is known as the great year, the great celestial year, and that's uh, something like 25, 26,000 years. So that... That that's the basic premise of what we're gonna, what I'm about to get into. In the so, a bit of historical context. Um, when you hear the date ranges, obviously because of how long ago this was, we don't have a a whole lot of information on on what was happening at the time. So to begin, it the age of Libra, which was somewhere between. Fifteen thousand one hundred fifty year, uh, years BCE to thirteen thousand BCE somewhere in that time frame I couldn't find any information on what uh, what like normal day-to- day life for our early hominid ancestors was like. Um, after that came the age of Virgo, thirteen thousand BCE to somewhere approximately ten thousand seven hundred fifty bCE. Now, this uh, so, like, this was actually the emergence of society in general, uh, the idea of communal living, and the idea of practicality in the sense of trying to have uh, live economically, uh, being as sparing with resources as possible. And this was also the where um, domestication of particular animals began, uh, that led them to be what we know them as today. But uh, still, because of how far far away it was, how long ago it was, rather, there's still a bit of uh, not a whole lot of information beyond that. So from there, we went into the age of Leo. Ha, ha ha yeah I've heard it plenty of times age of me I get it and this is from somewhere from uh uh 10,750 BCE to 10,000 BCE somewhere in that range to 8600 or to 8000 BCE so that's the that's the general window and um this is where the emergence of Individuality, um, individual expression, and the advent of social hierarchy started to develop. Um, this uh, it, we it was still r- relatively primitive, so the social hierarchy was tip. The apex was typically uh, religious leaders like shamans, some someone just like a spiritual guide more than uh, than it was a, a rigid hierarchy like we saw later in time so the age of Leo was the 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 archetype of that is that of leadership and strong wills so between the between leadership the emergence of like religious leaders and strong will the emergence of um, individual identity, uh, being more, being, getting more focused than it would have before. So that, that's kind of the archetype that we're looking at. So moving on, we went into the age of cancer, uh, 8,600 to 8,000 BCE. That's the early window that we're looking at. And then it goes to 6450 6000 BCE that's the the ending uh window of time. And like the that little window thing, I'll get into a little bit later. I should have mentioned that up top, but um what whatever, I'll get to it in a bit anyway. So here, we have a lot more information on what life was like. Uh this was the emergence of community. Um our the higher powers of that time period were personified as a great mother. That was the, the, the typical manifestation that uh, when gods were personified, that's, that's the, uh, the shape that they tended to take. Um, so I had mentioned that in, previously there was the emergence of religious leaders, and t- that's still the case here. But uh, they, st- they were still, it wasn't so much that they were the holders of knowledge. Rather, they were the guiders of practitioners who were also learned in whatever matters. Uh, so, cancer being a water sign, there's a lot of mythology that contains uh, water symbolism here. So, I looked into a couple um, you know the epic of Gilgamesh and you've heard of Atlantis. Um, there's the Indian uh, in Hindu the the god Vishnu warns Manu to make uh, build an ark and save you know two of every animal. Sound familiar. Uh, this was quite some time before Noah even existed. So just <laughs> for whatever that's worth. There's the Chinese myth. Of Gonggong, Gong. <laughs> and uh, it was fighting with other deities in their in the Chinese pantheon of the time, and a result of those battles was flooding, uh, typically from Gonggong Gong trying to like attacking. That was that was the fallout. Um, this one, yet like people don't realize, or they or they choose not to that like the in western culture we emphasize a lot the european roots of western culture but on the other side of the planet man like the there was there are many other cradles of life on the on earth and china is one of them so yeah <laughs> um and also the uh mesoamerican area like the like the Sonoran Desert sort of area. Not just the the Sonoran Desert, but um, the Hopis, their myth, um, the way that they had it, they considered existence to be part of stages of worlds. So as they transitioned from the third world to the fourth world, which is where the Hopi people inhabited... The, their deity, uh, Tawa, destroyed the third world with a flood. And then <laughs> this, is, um, <laughs> this is fucking funny because uh, uh, as I read this, imme- like, immediately what came to mind is this episode of South Park. And you'll know it if, uh, once you hear me say it. If you know it, you know it. If not, I'm going to tell you anyway. So they had the, the grandmother... Is that it was it was a spider, the great spider. <laughs> so that episode of South Park where uh, the the father Maxi, the priest that lives in South Park, uh, he's hearing about um, molestation cases around the world and so he goes to the Vatican to try to figure out like what the fuck is going on. (laughs) And he's the only one that he just does not understand. He's and everyone's uh, as he's trying to bring up the issue, everyone receives that or understands him as saying, as trying to suggest he is being persecuted or persecuted. Fuck that. Like he's being victim. He's going to be arrested or incarcerated because he is molesting kids and he's like what the fuck are you guys talking about and uh, yada 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 they get to the end and turns out that the catholic church has a, a great uh, queen spider they called it but it was their grandmother spider <laughs> so <laughs> oh, so grandmother spider of the Hopis um in the transition from third to fourth world, um, the the grandmother spider sealed them into reeds of bamboo, so they could sail into the fourth world in the floodwaters that Tawa uh, unleashed on the world to on the third world to destroy it. So, um, there's my thinking here at just what. What, what I think I'm, I'm seeing or what I'm imagining as I, as I was reading about this is that the Hopi idea of fourth, third, second world, whatever, is the same shit as astrological ages that other people experienced in different ways. They just personified it differently. But ultimately, they were describing the same phenomena. Now, uh, moving on to the Age of Gemini... This was uh, 6450 to 6100 BCE. Uh, that's the beginning. And then 4300 to 4000 BCE is the, like the end window there. Uh, here we are looking at the emergence of written language, uh, the development of trade. Um, trades, I mean to say, uh, like what we know as blue collar trades. Like uh, electricians, carpenters, plumbers. But like that kind of, those kinds of skills and specialty tools for those skills. Uh, and cities, more than just villages, like the emergence of grand cities and intercity trade. Like city-states trading with each other. Um, the Age of Taurus forty three hundred to four thousand b c e to open twenty one fifty to two thousand b c e to close now oh right, sorry uh something important about the age of gemini the development of logic rationality, and it's the like the way that it was phrased was the erosion of intuition, but what I think When I see... When I... My thoughts were... This was the erosion of... Your... Hmm. I I think a good way to put it... Would be like the erosion of your third eye. Your ability... Your innate ability to use it... Without... Thinking. You know what I mean? Uh, Just that intuitive feeling... That comes from who knows where but you get it from time to time about whatever the fuck like that started to fade from day to day life and it was more uh, logic and what's in front of us so the Toran age uh, I gave you the windows already it's, this one is material desire and the stability that came from regular trade and regular commerce. Um, the specialty tools became more sophisticated and um, structures started to be built out of more... Uh, uh, maybe we could put it as stones instead of uh, uh, wood, I think, is a good way to, to frame that and the elements of hedonism and physical pleasures now my thinking when i when i see that is this is where we lose that third eye bit we lose that other, like ethereal intuition and it's just us and our physical selves so Without any inhibitions, that's that's what people started doing, which, like, fucking get after it. I don't care. Not I don't see why anyone should. But it was, um... Maybe it's, like, the first time when you first move out of your house, your, like, your parental home, and you get your own place, and you just, like, fuck around for a, a while. That That's kind of, um, the image that I get as a way to kind of, uh... It's a little reductive, but whatever. <laughs> age of Aries, twenty-one fifty to two thousand BCE to uh, zero, whatever the fuck. Uh, now, the age of Aries is—it's rough. Um, this is the—it's characterized by the the rise of empires. And specifically, empires, um, warrior culture, uh, f- warlike empires conquering the more hedonistic, f- just settled and enjoying life sort of uh, city states. Um, the Hurrians overthrew the Sumerians. Uh, <laughs> The Sar- Sargon of Akkad, which is a mythical figure, the, well, that empire, the Akkad Empire, was overtaken by the Gutians. I really hope I'm pronouncing these right. Uh, Babylonians conquered Mesopotamia. The Shang Dynasty in China conquered the Lungshan people, who were like peaceful farmers, pretty much. The Olmecs in the Yucatan Peninsula and the Casmas in Peru were other warrior cultures that uh, dominated their regions. Um, this Age of Aries, if I'm not mistaken, this is where Judaism comes from. Like, they they have... Uh, in their ceremonies, they blow ram's horns. Like, that's what Aries is... Uh, that's the... Uh, anthropomorphication wait no D- whatever the D- aries rams there you go um, and if you think people a lot of people point out the uh, as far as the uh abrahamic faiths the old testament the g- god in the old testament is very violent and oh, <laughs> will co- we'll not hesitate to, like, kill everybody to punish, like, two people. You know what I mean? Like, it's that's the same time period that deity was created. So, I don't know. <laughs> Coincidence? Pfft. Not here. We don't believe in those. <laughs> so, now, bringing us to today... The age of Pisces began at the zero time frame and has gone from then to 2000, or 21 to 2000 to 2150 in the common era, oh, or after the death of Christ, whichever you prefer. Yeah, so, we we could still be in it, but we'll I'll get to that in a second. So this one is characterized by faith, um, the establishment of multinational, multicultural uh, monoliths, where the like it. So this is the age of Christianity. No shit. Um, there, but what? Like I said, we we in the West are so like up our own asses about it. Buddhism in the East. There was so much going on over there that people just pretend doesn't exist for whatever reason. Uh, we also had the emergence of Islam a bit later. Uh, Judaism still going. Uh, Hinduism also grew at this point. And... Hindu Hindus, at this point, they transitioned from worshiping, like, who knows how fucking many deities to the transcendental gods, uh, Vishnu, Brahma, and Shiva. Transcendentals are the ones who existed on Earth for a time and then they transcended. They ascended to heaven or whatever the fuck. Now, here, we're looking at The warrior class or the warrior heroes of the age of Ares being replaced with uh, saints, gurus, sages, spiritual leaders, fucking old wise, old timer types. And we are the we're instead of that. I don't know. I'm trying to trying to remember the name of the. Valhalla, that the warrior sort of final destination in the afterlife that warriors aspire to, to go to. Instead, we're looking to become enlightened or we're looking for heaven, nirvana, that kind of thing. To gain mastery of the, the wheel of fortune, quote-unquote, if you're familiar with tarot, then, uh, which, ha, <laughs> plug, uh, ooky spooky stuff, that fucking card comes up all the time, um, so, yeah, it's just, Wheel of Fortune is the continuous cyclical nature of life, where your fortunes are good one day, bad the next, good the next day, you know what I mean, like, it, it's a fucking roller coaster. <laughs> um, now, the... Dominant religions of the time, specifically uh, the Abrahamic religions, Judaism, they they're, they they focus on prophecy as being their uh, the prophesized. Pff, I, I don't know if ending, but they prophesize a great event that ushers in. The next stage of existence, Judaism has has the coming Messiah who has yet to be named or yet to be identified. Um, Christianity, no fucking shit, it's uh, Jesus Christ, Yeshua. If you if you know, you know. So the second coming of Christ, and then for Islam, it's the uh, whatever the f- I, I I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't really know what. Muhammad's gonna do if he's supposed to come back himself, like Jesus 2.0 or something. I don't know. <clears throat> but that focus on having faith in that prophesized event. So, yeah, uh, humans at this point no longer feel... even if it's on a subconscious level, you don't feel the connection to the divine anymore. And uh, a lot of what happens here has been happening here and continues to happen, but has happened throughout, is uh, victimizing martyrdom and just fucking lies, man. Um, The creation of illusions that... uh, we see these days are starting to fall down, but people lived with those for for centuries. Uh, the martyrdom of any canonized saints, victimization of women in general <laughs> for, like, no fucking reason at all uh, is... That is like a whole fucking... Uh, can of worms there. So, um, now, there, there are things. There are characteristics that should be ubiquitous in society. Should be, but they're not. And I'll wrap it or I'll bring it full circle in a second. But we're it's supposed to be characterized by um kindness and compassion, the willingness to sacrifice for the good of others charity, um, being empathetic, and uh, I want to say diplomatic seems like a too formal word, but being willing to forgive your enemies and try to find some peaceful resolution. Now, my thinking here is that those things aren't as ubiquitous as they should be because of the illusions that have been put in front of us. Um, like the illusion of... Like, one, that's a problem in the U.S. is, like, uh, if they don't look like you, then that means they want to kill you. Like, well, are, you got to be stupid to fall for that. But that's a completely different com- conversation that I shouldn't get into here. Um, right. So, there are... Something that I n- learned at a pretty young age was that to get the the fullest experience uh it's like a tube of toothpaste for best results the for best results, we want to combine aspects of these ideologies um so if we think about the west the uh of Christianity, I mean. Where crucifixion is you're crucifying the ego, your more basal instincts or your primal instincts. That feeling that I just described, like the other people, I don't like, I don't know them. I don't, I, because I don't look like them, I, assume I could never relate to them. It's completely ridiculous. It just takes, it just takes a good conversation over, break some bread, have some beers and talk. You know what I mean? So those are the types of visceral emotions that that were supposed to be crucified. Now, in Buddhism, the non-attachment principles, if you, if you, Detach yourself from material possession, then it's easier to be more compassionate, to be generous in your charity. Because you're like, you, a lot of people don't donate, don't give anything. <laughs> and they just don't. Because for no, like, there's no good reason. None whatsoever. Um,. Yeah, that that one kind of stings. The, it's just the desire for more material possession is... That's it? Like, come on, man. Like, there's so much more. Now, so that's Christianity and Buddhism, but there's also a bit uh, how Islam sort of encapsulates both in the five pillars where um, the... The, the pillar of faith. Um, what, what's the the saying? Is uh, it's like a, there's only one God, and Muhammad is his prophet, or something like that. That's I think that's what it is. But that is uh, it's more of a Western kind of idea. Uh, prayer is normal in East and West. It's uh, just meditation or whatever uh for the eastern part of it. Charity is East and West. This isn't I don't know, it's not a it shouldn't be a fucking like I don't know why this is something if you are able, you should. Uh in it's actually compulsory in Islam that you have to donate a portion of your income if you're able to without you know, hurting yourself. Um, now fasting, I think this one's supposed to be the Eastern sort of Eastern principle. I think it's just like a non-attachment thing. Uh, but, uh, you know, gluttony in is a thing in Christianity too. So, you know, uh, actually I, um, I, this is going to be my third year doing it, but I'm going through, I'm going to be, uh, Yeah, uh, Ramadan's coming up, and that shit is hard. It is hard. (laughs) I'm telling you, if you can, try, give it a shot. I promise you, it's gonna be worth it. You don't have to be Muslim; it doesn't matter. But hanging out with Muslims (laughs) at like when the sun goes down, like holy shit, they fucking go hard. It's it's amazing. Highly recommend it. The fifth pil- uh, pillar of Islam is the Hajj. This is the uh, the pilgrimage to Mecca. Now the Hajj is a symbolic transcendence. So that's uh, a bit of both, where heaven or nirvana I, or whatever you want to call it. You know what I mean? So when with all like all of that in a nice little package. When does this shit change? Because nobody fucking knows. Um, That's why I kept giving you windows of when it might be. Because nobody really knows when. Um, Now, this is just my thinking here. In uh, putting the pieces together. Is the Mayan long count calendar. The one that ended in um, 21... Uh, On December 21st, 2012, and everybody was, like, shitting their fucking minds out of their mouths because they couldn't understand. Like, oh, no, is the world going to end? No. No, you fucking idiot. Obviously, it hasn't. No shit. But even at, like, before then, as it was coming up, like, no, you idiot. This, This is not... That calendar would have continued if the Spanish hadn't fucking murdered them, hadn't massacred the Mayans. All right? the that calendar would have kept going the ending of a long count calendar is like a celebration it's it's a good thing that like hey we made it this far great let's keep counting so to me i i look at that as the end it's not a firm end um the there so that window part of it that I was giving you, that to me I think is the, what's called the transitional periods. So, between Pisces and the upcoming Aquarius, the we have the um, the transitional age is that of Centaurus. This is, um, I think. Now I would like to just mention that I wrote. A lot of this down um like 10 years ago so for whatever that's worth but th- this is the characterization of this time period of this transitional period is um the wounded the suffering the suffering are heal begin to heal um the the i guess uh, not mascot does that work is uh, Chiron the centaur? Um, so in the story, Chiron is dying, and Chiron uh, goes through the stages of acceptance. And when Chiron accepts death, Zeus decides to turn Chiron immortal. So what the the symbolism there is the horse the horse part. Uh, represents mortality um, and also the the ego aspect of ourselves that we're supposed that was supposed to have been crucified by this point, and then the human half is is immortality and the innately divine aspects of the human mind. and just the centaur in general is uh, anthropomorph anthropomorphization of the ego and the soul. So what we're doing in this period of time, the transitional period is we shed any collect the collective victimhood. Um, I think a good way to give real world examples is the the different marginalized groups speaking out, speaking up for themselves it's a wonderful thing I think I'm, I'm I'm here for it I'm here to help however I can and uh, oh, aside from that is people taking the wounds the pains of yesterday and using that as a foundation upon which they build to something greater and I don't really have to point out I think, how clearly that's happening. Uh, now, the idea of what we, we're building to, as everyone sheds their, their whatever victimhood they might feel they have, we're building to uh, an egalitarian sort of society where the individual identity is, is given the highest respect. Without any sort of prejudice, because, like, why? <laughs> I don't know. It, it's odd to me, but that somebody could, I don't get it. But whatever. Now, <clears throat> the new age of Aquarius, the beginning time period being somewhere from two thousand to twenty one fifty, in that uh, that beginning window, and it extends out to four thousand. And 4,000 to 4,400 uh, year, years in the future. Uh, now, what we're looking at here in the age of Aquarius is humanity as a collective breaking illusions that were created and held up by leadership regimes um, and the, like negative types, like positive. Leaders wouldn't do this to you anyway. Um, But this is why, like, Piscean sort of illusions where I know better than you, so just do what I tell you. Or this is what I want you to think, so I'm going to put it in front of your face so that you don't see anything else. So that's starting to break. Um, The Virgo, Virgo is the countersign of the Piscean I, of the Piscean the Piscean age um, now that as the countersign is how humanity and in all of its splendor and multifaceted experience it was sort of perverted by not by dividing the body and soul, which we I had mentioned was part was kind of the idea where you are supposed to crucify the body and your soul is supposed to be the part of you that is it's the more important part, but the idea that the virgo countersign sort of influenced was making the body sinful it's shameful what well, Like, I don't have to tell you about, like, the fucking Puritans and the continued influence they have on American society. But, yeah. So, uh, further in this, people are starting to uh, wake. They're starting to become woke. (laughs) But not in that fucking stupid way that... Politicians like to use it. They're starting to awaken to reality, and they are—they don't have to rely on other people to understand their experience. Uh, they are able to properly experience it for themselves. Uh, to the way that I re- I think that that's happening, the way the easiest way that I can point out is that. Technological advancements are what allow people to find information for themselves. You don't have to have somebody tell you what's what, because you can look it up for yourself. You have the entirety of the collective human knowledge in its entirety is in your hand, in your, in your cell phone. You have access to everything in the entirety of humanity's history at your fingertips. You don't need people to tell you anymore. Um, now, the... I think that this, while it is in a sense... Uh, it's It had already been happening where culture was homogenizing through the export of American media, parts, like in movies and TV shows and shit, but... That is starting to taper off a little bit with, as um, media distribution becomes more sophisticated and more globalized, which is not a bad thing, whatever Alex Jones might tell you. It's, it's, we are able to see firsthand just how much in common we have, just how universal the human experience is. Now, the leaders of the previous age, the Piscean sort of leaders, used the disconnects that were just innate to the technology at the time. That was how they fostered division among us and were able to control us using that. But the, the true meaning of the, of the adage, Blood of the Covenant, is blood of the covenant is thicker than water of the womb. I I um don't have a whole lot of family around me. Uh even extended family, I don't have a lot. But blood of the covenant the the family I choose is I yeah, I I don't know. I think um I think that technology enables us to create those kinds of connections with people that we may not see, but once, twice a year maybe, tops, if ever. (laughs) So... The further characteristics of the Aquarian Age, the advancements of science, no fucking shit, of course. But I think... What is more important is the discovery of our truest potential um, with with the advents of science and technology with we we're able to maximize our potential greater than we ever could have a hundred, two hundred years ago. Now, I think this to me is the most important part, is the rediscovery of human nature. And the parts of human nature, the the things that people would have you, that Piscean leaders would have you think are human nature are not. Like selfishness and greed, those kinds of things, that's not human nature. That is a characteristic bred into us by society not that's just not how we are naturally i think we will this we will begin to rediscover uh, egalitarian society which that's the characteristic of the aquarian age but moreover the interconnectivity of people of everyone that uh we pretty much there's we have a lot more in common than we do different and m- my hope is that we will be taking new sciences to their practical limits there's a a collection of three th- it, it was um it's like the 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 premise for a, a sci-fi writing it was like a prompt that somebody shared as a uh, just, uh, it was just a prompt that somebody shared about uh, what the practical limits of sciences will be and their effect on the human body, and they they named it with three A's, which um, one with one is the uh, the altered, which are people who have been still. F- physical human beings, but they've been, like, genetically modified to be peak performance humans, you know what I mean? Uh, Two is the augmented, which are people who have, like, cybernetic additions to their bodies, uh, fucking robot arm or whatever, I don't know. And then three is the ascended, which would be people who have their consciousness moved into of uh, non-biological platform, uh, or, uh, well, not, not entirely kind of, uh, I don't know why the, the hall, the museum of heads from Futurama kind of popped in, but I don't think it's that. I think it would be more, uh, there's a black mirror episode where they do that, um, they create a clone of you, of your consciousness, and they put it into your, um, quote-unquote smart appliances. And it manages your appliances for you because it is literally you. Um, so I think it's, it would be something like that. But without the dark twist. Just me being, a uh, the eternal optimist. But yeah, that's, um that's the procession of the equinoxes as we move into the aquarian age um there i've seen other people who refer to this like they give it the the exact same parameters that i just laid out but they they refer to it as like the new um the the new satanic era the the luciferian age like tch, shut the fuck up I, I, not correct in essentials, but your branding is stupid, I guess. Like, get a new fucking name, man. Like, grow up and quit being edge edgelord. Whatever. Yeah, sorry. Ranting. <laughs> um, when... I don't know... I think the next one of these that I want to do is on the vernal equinox because it the vernal equinox the winter solstice solstice vernal equinox is a pretty wild the historical course that those two dates or not dates but time periods take the vernal the solstice and equinox is pretty intense and it it was that was the first uh, el- Piscean illusion that was pulled out from in front of my eyes. So uh, maybe uh, maybe I'll do that one next. Well, vernal equinox is coming up, so would be the perfect time to do it. But let's see. Uh, I don't know. I'll I could get to it quicker, I guess, if there's interest. So. If you would like to contact me, lvxmedia.net. Um, if you hit the Lux Internum page or the button, there is an email option there. I didn't include the phone option. It, 833 Lux Pods, you can text or call. It's anonymous regardless. If you call, it goes straight to voicemail. Um, either way, uh, however you want to do it, there is a discord option that exists for the entire lux media uh group of podcasts and shows and stuff and all the rest of it but the one for lux and turnum is not easy to find so i don't know if you want to get into it you know how to you know how to reach me um if you want to figure out how to get into it on your own like, I kind of did give it a little bit of a Da Vinci Code sort of <laughs> sort of flair. Because uh, I have way too much time on my hands. Uh, <laughs> uh, what else? Social media. Like, social LVX Media Net. It, but I'm not going to be posting anything about this, to be honest with you. Um, this is for, like, the if-you-know-you-know you know types of people. Uh, so, whatever. Um... But if you could, it would be appreciated. If you could hit me with a fiber, a five-star review, wherever you're listening, that's uh, what helps me the most, what helps any show the most. Actually, not just uh, Lux Media stuff. Uh, If you have the time and inclination, a review is also nice. If you're not feeling a five-star, text me, call me, tell me why. Uh, Let me know. I would very much prefer to try to improve and earn that X amount of stars that it takes to get me to five so I can uh, can get you so I can make this a better experience for everyone now uh, I don't know why I have it include part like parting well, other shows I do parting words but here I have it as parting wisdoms and it's just me so I don't know why I have this included <laughs> Well, that's going to do it. Uh, I will see you when I see you. Um, I will definitely be back with all the other shows as usual. So, uh, yeah, Lux Turnum, We will be back when we're back. See you then. Uh...